The Cincinnati Bengals are looking for answers in all three phases on Monday Night Football. Let's break them down as the Bengals go to Jacksonville. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. up Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. We're coming to you on Sunday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Sunday night, maybe Monday morning, depending on when you're listening for a game preview of Monday Night Football. You can find us on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. We'll have you covered throughout the season, throughout the offseason as the Bengals look to finish this year without Joe Burrow and we'll get to the offseason when we get there. But first we've got to get to a Monday night football game. And this episode of Locked on Bengals is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app. You're going to save $20 on your first ticket with promo code Locked on NFL. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And James, while we welcome in our first listeners who make us their first listener of the day and the everydayers, I've got a lot of questions about this team. We've talked about a lot of the questions around this team for the rest of the season, even without Joe Burrow. And again, against a pretty good Jaguars team that looks playoff bound, another chance to get some answers. There's no doubt it's a chance to get answers, and it's a tough test. This is a, a solid Jacksonville team. And uh, spoiler, considering I'm not in my normal setup, if you're watching on YouTube, it may sound a little different as well. Hopefully it sounds pretty good for those listening. But I'm in Jacksonville, and there is uh, plenty of excitement about around this Monday night football game. They don't get Monday night football here often. And so I, I think that there, there's an excitement, even though you don't have the Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow storyline, it's the, the Jacksonville Jaguars storyline of what can they do? How can they uh, continue their quest for the one seed? And they are in, they're where we expected the Bengals to be and, and where it's crazy to think of three weeks ago, realistically, the Bengals could have been in, in where the Jags were. And they had won four straight. It felt like things were looking up and, uh, you know, everything went to hell, so to speak, over the the, the week or so uh, after that. So the Bengals are in a different place. But and I've said this a few times and it it bothers our commenters, but it is it's very, very real internally. They're they're trying to find wins. Of course, they need to, to snap this losing streak, but get a win on Monday night. And they, they're still thinking playoffs. They're still thinking their goals are attainable and achievable. And I, that might be delusional, by the way. That might. But that's where they're at. And I think that's where they have to be. And so as I think about this game, this is very much a must-win game for this Bengals team. Because if you fall to 5-7, and seven, it's not happening. If you get to six and six, it could. And I know people are well past that, well beyond that, not even thinking about this team making a run. But internally, they are. And and so I keep coming back to that. Monday night is a must win. I think it would shock a lot of people if they did win, including us. But but that's where the Bengals are at going into a a tough road primetime matchup. Is it eight and a half point dogs on primetime on on the road? Yeah. With, with Jake Browning at quarterback against Trevor Lawrence, who the stats aren't really there for Trevor Lawrence. He's been playing pretty well, though. And he's Trevor sure. Lawrence. You know, like, he's very good. 
He's he's a good player, has tons of athletic tools. We've we've seen that. We saw it on Thursday Night Football a couple of years ago where the Bengals made a great comeback, but Trevor Lawrence did some things in that game where his receivers let him down a couple of times with some really good throws. Receivers a little bit better this year with Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, all those guys presenting speed issues. Trevor uh Travis Etienne. Sorry, there's, there's a lot of trade names. Etienne, come on now. You and your names. Whatever, man. Uh, you know what? We're not even going to do that today. <laughs> Second name stuff. You're back a lot home, of speed. by the way. Speaking of locations, if you could tell, Jake is back home after a 52-week sabbatical where he was all weeks. over the world. Um, it, no, but it felt like – think about everything that changed during your trip. The Bengals are 0-4 in their last four games when I am not in Canada or the United States. So – so you got to stay in North America forever. Well, when I was in Mexico for the AFC Championship, they lost too, and that's still North America. So Canada, oh. U.S. That that's Canada my... and U.S. only. Yeah, you're not allowed to anyway. travel anymore. Put that man on the do not fly list, Canada. Oh no! Just keep him, going back to keep him the where 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 I was going at some point before I got distracted by a number of things. There was. The Bengals need to find a functional offense to hang with, and we'll talk about the defense to hang with an offense for Jacksonville that has a lot of talent and is, generally speaking, much healthier than the Bengals are. T. Higgins still trending in the right direction, it seems, but despite his return, there will need to likely be an approach change with Jake Browning at quarterback or, and I don't think this is likely, you talk about the playoffs and their internal playoff goals. And I'm, I'm sitting here with our listeners. Like, what are we talking? Like, okay, I understand that they have to be there, but you know, I'm, I'm with them on that one. At the same time, I'm going to say this, that is in the same realm of distant possibilities. Jake Browning can play better. That, that would be something that would help the offense too, and, and not require a wholesale change. Although I think they need both of those things. They need Jake Browning to play better. They need to find answers in the run game. And, and can they find them this week? I don't know. But that is something I'm watching for. The, the Jacksonville defense has some good players. But the offense needs to show signs of life, especially for fans who are ready to run Zach Taylor and Brad Callahan, Frank Pollock out of town. They, they need to show that they can adapt, right, and, and find answers when they don't have Joe Burrow. Yep, I agree with you. I think – there's a couple of things there. One, obviously they have to do more around Jake Browning to to put Jake Browning in a position to succeed. We've talked a lot about what they they can do, what they did do, what they didn't do, what this team needs to do, all of those things. And some of that is on the coaches, no doubt. Uh, th- this idea that they should get all the blame, I'm not there. Th- this idea that they shouldn't get any of the blame, I'm also not there. And I think there's like this weird – if you criticize the coaching, people rip you or they say, hell yeah. And on the other way, if you're positive or optimistic about the coaching, people rip you. Like it's 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 just weird. It's this weird thing that's going on right now, social media wise. And the answer, <clears throat> the answer is somewhere in the middle where the coaches can be better. But obviously it's Jake Browning. Obviously this offense is working through a bunch right now. The thing that's interesting to me is how long is Jake Browning's leash? Because even though everyone else – uh, everyone outside the building is expecting this team to keep losing. The coaches want to win. And and you better believe they don't want to lose another, what, six games. And, and uh, that, that's just not on their 
on their radar. So how can they find wins? And so I think Jake Browning needs to play well on Monday night and, and well is relative because you look at his numbers from last week and it looks like he played pretty well. He did not. And so if he puts up similar numbers, but the eye test is there, you would take that all day long where it, it feels much better than it was. It, it did not feel good last week. And so we'll see if, if they can find the right elixir to get this offense moving in a competent direction, because man, you have T Higgins, Jamar chase, Tyler Boyd, you have these young weapons that we've talked about. Like there, there's gotta be a way to be functional on offense. There is. And, uh, it's to me, it's a matter of when they figure it out over this stretch and, and will it be on Monday night? It's a tough ask on the road, but it's it's one that they have to figure out on the road in prime time. But you would like to see steps in, in the right direction. You would, That's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not expecting the world here, but I would like it to be easier for Jake Browning. I would like him to not look overwhelmed. I would like them to put in put him in a situation where he's not a deer in headlights. You would like to find answers in the running game. Something, you know, two two yards per carry, whatever it was, the dismal success rate in the run game. These are things that, especially on the road, you would like to see them do better. The hard thing is, like we've talked about time and time again, they've built this entire offense around Joe Burrow, his ability to pick a side of the field based on his very quick ability to determine what kind of coverage, what kind of coverage it is. It tells him which side, you know, is it the single high beater, the two high beater that I need to read. He's very good at getting the ball to the right place. They have all this built into the offense. It is something that when you have a good quarterback, you can do. When you don't have a good quarterback, you need to run one of those Shanahan offenses. And the Bengals, to make that change, is a big change midseason. But that doesn't mean they can't find some answers to make things easier. On the other side of the ball, James, the Bengals have an explosive play problem. We've talked about it a lot. And it's another spot on this team that I'm looking for improvements down the stretch because a lot of these players on defense that are involved with the explosive plays are going to be part of this team going forward. Let's talk about that defense coming up next. Today's episode of Locked on Bengals is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows that during the holidays, things can get stressful. Maybe there are expectations around gift exchanges, around vacations, around family dinners, And whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are obviously a great time to do that for that extra bit of support. So whether it's starting therapy or going easier on yourself through the tough moments or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. And if it is therapy that you would like to try, BetterHelp is a great, easy way to do it completely online multiple modalities designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if it's not working for you. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Today's show is also brought to you by Streetside Brewery. Beer is all they make. Streetside is the place to go. They've been family owned and operated since 2016. And yes, award winning. They have award winning pastry stouts, coffee blondes, brown ales, fruited sours. And yeah, there's no tailgate this week. Not that I'm aware of, but it's the perfect time 
to check out street side before the Monday night game against the Jaguars. Why? Well, they have TVs for you. So you'll be able to watch the game. You'll be able to enjoy their 24 taps and there's a happy hour from four to six. So you get off work, head to street side. They're at 4003 Eastern Avenue in the Columbia Tusculum neighborhood near Lunkin airport. They have everything from loggers to sours to IPAs. Check them out. You won't regret it. And remember, it's not the east side or the west side. The best side is street side. James, we need to talk about this Cincinnati Bengals defense and what we're watching for against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Real quick before we go uh, to the defensive side of the ball, what are the big matchups on offense you're looking at? Because I'm circling Josh Allen against the tackles. I think that's one that is going to be a great test for Jonah Williams and Orlando Brown. And then there's obviously receiver matchups that I know you you tend to enjoy. Jamar Chase, what are you thinking? It's not tend. If the Bengals are going to win, these wide receivers have to be the bet. Honestly, the best players on the field. That's how else are they going to win? That's the strength of the team. You're not asking Jake Browning to be the best player on the field. You're not mm-hmm. asking Joe Mixon to be the best player on the field. It's last week I said you got to you got to win in the trenches. And, and just beat up on a, a defensive line that was really, really good, that defensive front for Pittsburgh. And I thought they did pretty well pass blocking, and, and it still wasn't enough. This week, I think it needs to be the the Jamar T, Tyler, and just throw every other weapon there uh, that you need show. Um, but it starts with Jamar Chase. Needs more than six targets. So that matchup, Jamar Chase versus the Jags defense, and it will be a full defensive effort every single week that the Bengals play now to take away Jamar. I think there's a a big correlation between getting Jamar targets and this team winning games and Joe Burrow's out. I I think that almost means you need to give Jamar more opportunities and more targets, not the other way. So there's been a lot of talk about the run game. We talked about Chase Brown. If you want to hear that, check out our Friday show. But to me, Jamar Chase and company, you got to get these wide receivers going and show why you have the best wide receiver room or one of the best wide receiver rooms in the NFL led by Jamar. And part of that is on coaching as well, right? Get no doubt situations for Jamar Chase to make plays, utilize your best playmaker, make it hard for the Jacksonville Jaguars to throw three defenders at him on every play Mm -hmm. or or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Anyway. Defensive side of the ball, we've got an explosive play problem. When you're giving up explosive plays to Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have a real explosive play problem. Hopefully another week of recovery for Sam Hubbard can remove some of the uncharacteristic plays for him in run defense. And, you know, you still got DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson out there. And, and there are some matchups that you like for the Bengals in the trenches, but Trevor Lawrence is a guy that can extend plays, can make plays with his legs, clearly has the arm to make any throw and will challenge the Bengals vertically, given the opportunity to do so. Cam Taylor Britt did show up on Friday with a new addition as a limited participant in practice with an ankle injury. So that obviously will be something to watch, whether he's able to play or not. His return would be helpful for a secondary that is struggling with big plays and Jordan battle settling in to a starting role also could be helpful, but that that's the biggest thing for me, the rest of the way James with the defense is how are we solving explosive plays this week? One, do you have a good plan for Trevor Lawrence as part of it this week, but two for every single game, because this is apparently a problem, even against the Steelers, what are we doing to stop explosives? Well, can they tackle? 
That's where it starts. Like a lot of their explosives have come like uh, Najee Harris last week had an explosive run. Why? Because they weren't tackling and they're swiping at the ball and they're trying to bring him down. Travis Etienne, if you do that, he's going to run it for 70 yards. He's a really, really dynamic back. Assuming he plays, it feels like he's going to play. I know he's been banged up. And Jeremy Fowler said stuff. Saturday they're expecting him to play. Yeah, I thought I thought so. So, um, assuming he's not limited, then let's do it that way. Because I, I always assumed all week that he would play. But I, I think uh, you'll you'll learn real quick if, if if not if like if they're not tackling Travis Etienne, he's going to make you pay. And you're right though the the explosive play problem. It's not just on losing the safeties in, in losing Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Like this front seven, you bring everybody back, you would expect to be good against the run. They have not been. And I, like overall, they have not been. And that cannot continue to be the case. It just can't. I don't know why it is. I don't know what the issue is. Uh, Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt, it's it's a big game for both of those guys because obviously we know they can force turnovers, and that's something this defense has done a good job of. That needs to continue, but they have to stop being so darn leaky, and it's it's hurting now because you don't have the, the quarterback that can hide some of those flaws, and the margin for error is just so much slimmer, and it hurt last week. They only gave up 16 points, but all the yards, it was way too much. You can't do that. You can't give up that many yards to Jacksonville on, on Monday night if you want to win. So it's a, it's a tough ask, by the way. I'm not saying it's nice or fair. It's a lot to say, hey, go force turnovers, limit big plays to this offense that has Evan Ingram, who you want to talk about matchups? That's the one I'm interested in. How do you slow him down? Because you couldn't stop Pat Fryermuth. Evan Ingram is a much better receiving tight end than Pat Fryermuth, and, and but- I think he's a better athlete. Stylistically, he, very different. I like that Dax Hill matchup better, to be honest. If it is Dax Hill, sure, it wasn't Dax Hill last week though. Like yeah. he, he was, well, was a, a couple point. of times. Yeah. Sure, yeah, the the out to, on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're right. Do they go with Dax? How do they do it? I don't know. I know you can't give up big seam plays. Yeah. Uh, uh, across the middle of the field because if you do that, you're going to be in trouble. So yeah, I, I do think that Dax Hill would make sense. He doesn't give up as much size uh, to Evan Ingram. Athleticism-wise, he certainly should be able to to stick with him. But that, that's, that might be the next step for Dax because we haven't seen him on tight ends a lot this year. It's, it's a tough matchup regardless, I think. Any tight end in the NFL who's worth anything in the receiving game is a matchup problem. The Bengals don't really have one of those. Uh, they don't really have a, a problem at, at tight end, as it were, but many teams do. Uh, one fun fact, the Jacksonville Jaguars are one of five teams in the NFL averaging fewer yards per carry this year than the Cincinnati Bengals at 3.7 versus 3.8 for the Bengals. They're, of course, more committed to the run with 100 more carries than this 100 than the Cincinnati Bengals, who are, of course, at the bottom of the league in rushing attempts at 220. Um. But in terms of the explosives, the verticals they had issues with against Pittsburgh last week, one way you can help with that is by keeping two safeties over the top, which you can do more of more comfortably, if it's something Lou and everyone was so inclined to do, by making Jacksonville one-dimensional. Big ask, when the defense is probably going to have to carry this team. Big ask. 
We'll finish up our thoughts on this game, including some Brad Robbins thoughts, maybe a little bit of a, a prediction to finish up the show here coming up next. Today's show is also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the place you need to go for tickets. Maybe you need tickets for Monday night football. You're in Jacksonville like me. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your next big event, whether it's Monday night football or concerts, comedy, theater, music, events. They have it all covered with Game Time. And you can get last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, and it's they're easy to find. And the best part about Game Time is not only the fact that you can see your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what it's going to be like when you arrive, but they have all in prices. It shows your total upfront. So now you, you know, you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees when you go to check out and you can buy tickets in seconds, just a couple of taps on your smartphone. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour into the event. It's the place to find last minute deals. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL. That's L O C K E D O N N F L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. James, what are your remaining big thoughts about Monday Night Football? I. I want to see if that energy that Jamar Chase talked about, that was weird. if that translates, if if they come out like a team with their season on the line. Because again, I know everybody's moved past that. I, I, I know. And I, and I keep harping on it because desperate teams are still dangerous. Desperate teams can still surprise. And, and so do they come out and just jump on a, a Jacksonville team that, Let's be honest. I think they'll be excited about Monday Night Football. I don't think they're going to be as worried. That's a fact. They won't be as worried about the Bengals as they would have if, if Joe Burrow were out there. And we've seen teams. We've seen the Bengals do this, where you're playing a backup quarterback and, and you don't have your foot on the gas to start the game. Can the Bengals be the aggressor early and and put Jacksonville in a tough position? Sort of like the opposite of... The, the way the Jags game went a few years ago on Thursday night football where Jacksonville just jumped on the Bengals and everyone was like, what the hell is going on? I, I don't, I don't know if I can expect that. That's a lot to do a lot to expect, but it, it is it, it to expect it. But I do wonder if the Bengals come out with that type of urgency, because if not, then I think we, we have our answer. If they do, then, okay, they're still bought in. They're still, all in on trying to make this work, whether or not they win, who knows? So like body language, all of that, I'll be looking at and paying close attention to. Mm. And then I think, and we've talked a lot about this stuff, um, but the other thing will be Jake Browning and in Jake Browning's leash. We talked about it earlier uh, or late last or early last week, rather. I think AJ McCarron, if you're still trying to win, I don't think it's far. It's super far away if if Browning struggles again, and, and it would not shock me if we we see AJ McCarron in the near future if that's the case. But Browning plays well; he, he can put that to bed. So we'll see. Two good storylines there. I think the the press Taylor Zach Taylor thing somewhat interesting from a from a very secondary point of is view. It, Zach, it is a little bit to me insofar as how schematically similar are they. That that's I think that the part that intrigues me to see 
you know, in the same game, the the offenses from the two brothers and and the approaches that that each guy takes. That, that's the only thing for me, as far as something that that has some minor intrigue. Yeah, I, I get it. I I get it, and I think it's I think it's a fun story. I, I just I think it doesn't it mean anything there. at the end of the year. Maybe, yeah, I mean it's it's a one day thing. If if press was a defensive coordinator, yeah, it's fine. I think it would be. I think it would be really fun then. You know, like that, that's the part where it's like, it's almost like two quarterbacks going head to head. Like they don't actually play right. against each other, but it's a story. Yeah. I just, I just would like to, I'm just interested to see the, the, the comparison, the, the direct comparison of, of how they approach things. Uh, as far as things that, that have a potential impact outside of just one game, outside of all the young guys that we talked about last week. And if you didn't hear that, we talked a lot about the rookies, the various opportunities they had on both sides of the ball. Miles Murphy continuing to build off his breakout game. If you can call it a breakout game, he was very good against the Steelers. Uh, I would call it a breakout game. And another thing along those lines is a performance of Brad Robbins, which is kind of secondary because we're talking about a punter in a season that the Bengals don't have Joe Burrow, but the Bengals did invest a six-round draft pick in Brad Robbins, and the things that you would expect him to do well have not been as consistent as you would like them to be. Five touchbacks this year, I feel like, is more than he had in his final season of college already. And, you know, the distance issue has been consistent. The hang time issue has, has come up at times for a guy that was supposed to be a good directional hang time punter, would like to see that fair catch percentage go up a little bit. Would like to see the the net average recover. He he had a stretch of games there where it was totally acceptable. The last couple of weeks we've seen that fall off again. So certainly keeping an eye on Brad Robbins here is one of the things to watch down the stretch. Yeah, he's it's a huge storyline. Do they have they have a ton of needs, potential needs this offseason? Is Punter one of them? I think we find out over the next six weeks. Like you can't just give Brad Robbins the job forever because he was a sixth rounder. If he doesn't show improvement over the next six weeks, that's a real conversation. And and you're talking about bringing in competition next year and in camp, like that's, that's very real. So that's, that's big. That's big for them potentially winning on Monday night. And, and that's big for them uh, potentially needing another guy at some point or to sign someone else. And, Hopefully not. I think I like Brad. I, I think that he has the talent. I'm surprised that the struggles have been so consistent. Uh, honestly, it, it, I, I thought he would snap out of it, and he showed mid-year. It felt like he was turning a corner, and then he went right back into this, where it's just kind of a, a distant struggle, and the control isn't what I thought it would be. And so hopefully, hopefully he has a really good game on Monday night. It can build off of it over the next five games after that. Something to watch, indeed. Any any prediction? Do you have a score prediction? That yeah. The Bengals going to cover eight and a half before we get. Yeah, out of here? they are. They are twenty three seventeen. I think Jake Browning has the ball late with the chance to go win, and and they they aren't able to get it in the end zone. But I, I think I think the Bengals are going to play hard, and it's it's tough to ask Jake Browning to outperform uh, or, or outduel Trevor Lawrence, and I think they come up a tad short. But I, I think it's close. Run game is a big one for me this week that, that I think will be interesting. Uh, on paper, this feels like a game the Bengals should be okay against the run, but they haven't really been all year. So 
plenty of things to evaluate, plenty of things to to watch for and discuss as far as things that will matter for the future, regardless of whether or not the Bengals win this game. The Bengals, like James said, still thinking playoffs in the building. Uh, I'm not there. Uh, I'm in off-season looking ahead mode. Not off-season mode, but looking ahead Yeah, mode. Yeah, look at you, man. You're already trying to do mock drafts. We're not there. That ain't happening. What record? How many games below 500 for the first mock draft of the year? Or is it never in season again? Is that a rule? Oh, I don't know. Uh, but not right now. Not right I'm now. Just I'm, not there yet. A, I'm just asking a question. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not there. I, you know, I, man, we were we were still thinking they had a chance to get the one seed. What, 14 days ago or 13 days ago? Uh, it, it would have been just over, what, 14, 15 days. So, yeah, r- more, right more so Burrow before again. the the Houston loss. But like when they had Burrow, things were still. I mean, if they had beaten Baltimore, they would have beat Pittsburgh by a lot, I think, with Burrow. I think so. And then I I think they would be – they. I don't know. They'd probably be favored if they had won those two on Monday night. It would be close, like a one point one way or the other. Yeah. Like things change Uh, quick. Uh, I I agree with you, though, that that we're we're, we're on the same page, by the way. I keep bringing up the playoffs and their goal. I'm just telling you their mindset. Yeah. Listeners at home and our viewers – I don't really expect that at this point, but I don't think that they're going to just lay down. And that's my point to right. consistently bring that up because I brought it up a decent amount. But but finding answers the rest of the way continues to be something that is worth watching for me, something that I'm going to continue to talk about because the way this team is put together, would they, you know, you can imagine a little bit, if Joe Burrow were there, it changes a lot of things, but there, there are some holes in this team and it's going to get harder to roster build in the future. So looking for them to find answers with some of the guys they have, to show that they can adapt, to show that they can evolve, to show that they can develop, that they can do what they did the last two seasons and find ways to improve down the stretch. It's harder without Joe Burrow, especially with the complementary aspect of football, but still something that I think will be interesting to watch uh, for for the remainder of the season. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast. We'll be back with you after the game on Monday night. We'll have a recap for you then. Until next time, thanks for listening. Who day and have a good one.